trauma and chronic pain. Unfortunately, everyone will experience some kind of trauma in their lifetime. Trauma is an event, series of events or set of circumstances experienced by an individual as physically or emotionally harmful or life-threatening. This can be something as serious as a terrible accident, the death of a loved one, a divorce, or even something seemingly minor, such as a friendship betrayal. Chronic pain, on the other hand, is a debilitating condition that affects one's ability to live a full and active life and impacts both physical and emotional health. What if I told you there was a link between trauma and chronic pain? Would you be surprised? Victoria Bruce has suffered ongoing physical pain since she was 18, and she believes it all stemmed from an extremely traumatic experience 30 years ago when she was raped and held at knife point during a home invasion. Since opening up about her experience and seeing pain specialists, Victoria's condition has improved. However, even minor events associated with stress can lead to prolonged episodes of her chronic pain. What is particularly interesting in Victoria's case is that most of the time she's able to find a link between her pain and a past trauma, whether it be significant or seemingly minor. So my daughter is a teenager and we'd had some really hard times. She had left and gone to live with her dad and I was devastated and it was her birthday and she couldn't find anyone to take her and her friends to the beach. So I got picked, right? So I'm like, I'm so excited, but I'm also worried because we hadn't resolved this trauma of her leaving. A week ahead after she asked me, I started getting this pain in my ribs. Like I couldn't breathe. It wouldn't go away and I kept breathing deeper and deeper. And I'm like, a lot of times, you know, you can correlate, why is this pain here? I couldn't figure it out. And I'm breathing in and it's painful. And it, this happens a whole week. So we get in the car and we're driving there. And it's like a three hour drive and you know, went okay. But it's stressful too, because we're not like, we've been so close. And I dropped them off at the beach and I went to a hotel by myself and I got in the sheets and I was like, I have to figure this out, but I've never had pain before like this. Never. Like I've never had anything there. I don't know why my brain would send it there. And then all of a sudden it's her birthday, right? She's 17. I just started laughing and I started laughing so hard because 17 years before when I gave birth to her, she had her head stuck in my rib cage when she was in my belly for three months, giving me the worst pain right here. So 17 years later, because I'm afraid of this kid, this kid is giving me the same exact pain in the same place. I laughed so hard, I cried and I let it out and the next day it was gone. So if you can look at chronic pain and go, what am I thinking about? And it could be 10 years ago, it could be 20 years ago, it could be 40 years ago your brain will like, oh, that scares me. That reminds me of that. Like, I was scared of my relationship with this baby that I was gonna have. And now I'm afraid of this relationship with this teenager. Pain psychologist, Annie Woodhouse, has found that her general intake interviews commonly reveal a link between traumatic events and her patient's chronic pain. When I see new people, whether they're chronic pain or not, but definitely for chronic pain, I do a general intake interview and I'll always, you know, ask a question about their childhood and their relationship. And sadly, trauma in childhood is way too common. If you've had some trauma, whether it be in childhood or not, if you don't speak about it, 
eventually your body will show you somehow that you have to do something about this. There's an interesting saying with pain, pain plus resistance equals suffering. And it doesn't matter whether it's mental pain or physical pain. It's just the same. The more you try and push pain away of any kind, whether it's emotional or physical, the more it's going to bother you. In general, if people have had a horrible trauma, often what they do is try and put it behind them. You know, okay, okay, it's finished. There's nothing much I can do about it. It's happened. But it bothers them and bothers them and bothers them every now and again. And that's where I think it impacts the pain. If memories are bothering you, they will impact the pain. Founder of Mind My Pain, Kim Sullivan's life changed irrecoverably one Black Friday in 1998 when she was electrocuted in her swimming pool. Since the electrocution, Kim has suffered from debilitating chronic pain, usually in the form of migraines and shingles. However, Kim doesn't believe her chronic pain is as a result of her trauma. So I got electrocuted in a swimming pool and the electricity caused nerve damage everywhere, but I think it's from the electrical storms. So it's more the weather that knocks me around. And then if I overdo it or if I've, if I'm, if, yeah, if I'm working too much and not resting as well, but I don't think the trauma was the issue because it sort of happened and we just thought, Oh my God, we're not dead. So we'll be fine. And it was the ongoing pain that then has caused so many problems. Similarly to Kim, physiotherapist Karen Martin has also suffered from chronic pain and she too believes her persistent pain isn't trauma related. However, Karen does acknowledge that trauma can certainly be a contributing factor for many of her patients. Chronic pain is so complex. There's no one patient or case that is the same. And there's also no one recipe that can be applied to each and every case. But I think what we need to understand with chronic pain is the patient's story and the background that's involved in their pain. And sometimes that does throw up that a patient has had a traumatic experience that hasn't been addressed, etc., and that that may be a contributing factor to their pain but not always. And I can vouch for this from my own personal experience with pain. I had a really significant disc prolapse that actually required fairly immediate surgery. But in my case, I went to bed one night and I woke up the next morning and I couldn't feel my foot. I had a loss of power, a loss of sensation, a loss of the reflex, the ankle jerk reflex, and I had pain. And uh, in that particular incident, there was no trauma associated with my injury, but I did have quite significant nerve root damage to the S1 nerve root. And unfortunately, as a result of that damage, I do have ongoing and persistent pain that I need to manage every day. And that can be difficult. But in my case, there was certainly no link to a traumatic experience that then resulted in my ongoing persistent pain. Tasha Stanton, physiotherapist and associate professor of clinical pain neuroscience at University of South Australia, believes that people who have been exposed to trauma have highly sensitized systems and are more likely to suffer from chronic pain. Our understanding of chronic pain, probably from, I guess, a modern pain neuroscience perspective, is that ultimately pain is about protecting our body from real or perceived danger or threat. And that protection, it kind of uses all the available information that's present to someone. So that's you know, coming from their body, coming from their environment, coming from the society that they live in, all of that information can provide evidence in favor of, of safety or in, in, in favor of danger. 
And ultimately, when danger outweighs safety, that's when pain occurs or when you have a higher level of pain. For those of us who haven't experienced chronic pain, what's it like? We know that with chronic pain, the nervous system becomes highly sensitized and overprotective. An easy way to try and understand this concept is when you experience a bad sunburn. Ever spent the whole day at the beach applying very little sunscreen, then hopped in the shower at night to find that the sunburn area has become extremely sensitive and things that are usually pain-free, like water in the shower hitting your skin or bed sheets rubbing against your sunburn are very painful? This is an extreme example, but when our nervous system becomes overly sensitized to protect us, things that normally wouldn't hurt start to become painful and things that used to hurt just a little bit hurt a lot more. Trauma in and of itself is something that raises an increased level of danger. So, and that might be, you've lost that sense of safety in the environment that you're in, or depending on how people have reacted to that trauma. I mean, some people develop a form of sort of post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. And we think that there are some links in between PTSD and chronic pain in that sort of in both of those cases, you have a system that is almost overprotecting yourself. Lucy Hall from London suffered an extremely traumatic rape four years ago, and as a result of this incident, she has developed chronic pain. Lucy's first signs of chronic pain and illness began to show four weeks after the event, when she began uncontrollably vomiting and was rushed to hospital and diagnosed with PTSD. As a result of this, Lucy has had to significantly alter her lifestyle in order to manage her pain. In terms of the kind of things that relieve my pain, I just try and look after my body as much as possible. I try and drink a lot of water. I go running four times a week. I try and make my the internal of my body feel as good as possible. You know, there's also the unhealthy pain relief. You know, there's drinking to numb your pain, which I'm not going to pretend I don't do. I do do it sometimes. I think that's a difficult thing to, to navigate uh, after trauma. I find reading novels mainly relieves my pain. I think even though the pain has expressed itself physically, it is an emotional pain first and foremost. So yeah, reading is really important for me. Michelle Nicholson, clinical social worker and leader of the OPALL Pain Management and Recovery Program, has very strong evidence that a link between trauma and chronic pain exists. There definitely is a link and that's been scientifically proven through the medical field for quite a long time now. There was a, a study done back in the 90s by uh, two medical people called um, Vince Felitti and Bob Ander. So what these guys did is they came together to research what is the link between people who've experienced adversity, particularly in their childhoods, from a number of different sources, and then later on in life developing different chronic conditions. And of course, persistent pain has been looked at. And what they found was there was like 67% of people who had at least one adversity. And that might be things like witnessing violence, having a mum and dad who was uh, either on drugs, or incarcerated, it might be the death of a parent, it could be sexual assault, domestic violence, you know, those kind of things. And they found the higher your dose of ACEs, is what they call it, adverse childhood experiences, the more risk you have of developing physical illnesses. And the reason for that is because when we have adversity in childhood, it triggers something called the HPA axis, which is the hypothalamic adrenal axis. And so it's a little bit like this. Imagine you're walking through the forest and you see a bear and you hear a bear and what happens immediately is your system kicks into high alert. So your heart starts beating and all of your non-essential 
bodily functions and systems go offline. So you don't need to have a great meal. You don't need to, you know, communicate or make love or those sort of things if you're running away from a bear. What you need is your heart muscle to be really strong. You need all of the energy going into the long muscles of your body. So the short stabilizing muscles don't really have a lot of energy going to them so that you can get away from the bear. And that's terrific. That's wonderful if you're in the forest and you're running away from a bear. But what happens when the bear comes home every night? And that is a quote from a woman called Nadine Burke Harris, who was a paediatrician. And so what happens when, when the bear comes over home every night and, and children are constantly inundated with having this system turned on, which is only supposed to be for short term, is it changes their brain and it changes the chemical compound of their body. So basically it wears us, it wears us out much quicker and you become more susceptible to your current conditions. Abby Norrish, Collective Project Coordinator of Pain Revolution, Physiotherapist and Administrator at University of South Australia Allied Health and Human Performance, first got into the area of chronic pain after suffering from chronic neck pain, following on from a traumatic experience that occurred when she was just 16 years old. Abby believes that a very important step in managing chronic pain is identifying and acknowledging trauma. So I had a chronic pain experience when I was 16 and yeah, started with a, a very severe injury and then moved through into a experience of chronic neck pain that lasted over five years. And the way I came out of that was through learning about our current understanding of pain and then applying that to my life and making sense of that. All pain is pain. So acute pain, chronic pain, we differentiate it because we know that there's more contributing factors past that three month mark. So acute pain, you get an onset, like a tissue injury, potentially and then you get an onset of pain and then the tissues heal at that six to 12 week mark. And then it kind of down regulates and the body kind of goes back into homeostasis. And we know that with chronic pain, it stays up. So the, there's more contributing factors that are contributing to that pain experience. I call it a seesaw and you've got safety on one end and danger on the other end. And if you've got all this danger that's contributed to by trauma internal danger that's telling your brain that you're unsafe unless you identify that you can't get back into this homeostasis so it depends on the person and depends how much that trauma is contributing to that person's experience of pain but yeah we definitely see it impeding someone's recovery if that's a really large contributor chronic pain is a topic that is rarely spoken about and highly under-researched however one in four australians are living with this condition and 43% of people who experience pain live with the condition for more than five years. What are your thoughts on this topic? Do you think trauma is linked to this debilitating condition? Or do you think chronic pain and trauma are two completely unrelated issues?